Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Puppy Training Principles Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Lorelai. And we're here with Lisa, and we want to talk to her about her dog and the experience that she had with her with her dog and uh, just give more stories. We love people. Yes, and we love people and their experience with their dogs and how it affects their lives and how the dogs play a role in their in their lives their lives their relationships um that's what we want to be about is helping people improve their relationships through their uh their their experience with their dog so lise thank you for being here my pleasure tell us about your dog tell us about you know your dog's name is portia right yes my dog's name is portia and not car shakespeare person (laughs) gotcha deeper Um, right there we go so her name is portia and our son brought her from oregon to us and we've never had a puppy before so a puppy was a new thing we've always had shelter dogs that were older and portia is a an aussie doodle and she is one wild dog she is out the door crazy (laughs) and I just, I wasn't sure what we were going to do. She pulled all the time. She, she, we live on center street in Bountiful and she can tug me all the way up center street when she was only, you know, this big, she's just so strong, but she's, we love her. We weren't sure we were going to, but we love her. She's, she's ours. She was meant the dollar store dog was meant for us. (laughs) So how old was she when she came to you? Three months. Yeah. It was just a little little older for a puppy. Why was it three months? Um, Chris lives in Oregon and the trainer is a really good friend of Chris and Tamara's, our daughter-in-law. And she, because Portia is, we call her the dollar store dog because she's fused on her jaw and in her ear and they couldn't sell her. She's a breeder. Shelly is a breeder and she couldn't sell her. And Chris called me and says, mom, you, you need to take this dog. And Roger's like, we're not having any more dogs. We've buried too many dogs in our lives. And Chris showed up at the airport with his three-year-old granddaughter for me to take care of while they went on a cruise and a three-month-old puppy and handed them both to me. And there I was with Agnes, the kid and Portia, the puppy. (laughs) That's a little, that's a little underhanded there. (laughs) I've forgiven him, but it was a little bit. Tell us more about the, the, the needs, the special needs your dog has. So jaws. So the jaw is fused. So she can't, she can't open it. You like how I doing that? She can't open it wide. So it only kind of opens kind of sideways. So when she yawns or when she tries to bark, part stays down and part opens up halfway. And so she can't eat anything. She doesn't have the same tongue use that we do because she doesn't have the open jaw and she can't, um, she can't hear. So her ear is fused as well on that side. And they think she was up against the placenta and all those. I think she came from a litter of 11 or 12 and she was just jammed up against there the whole time. And they think it just fused during, you know, in utero. And so she can only hear on one side. So she's kind of not, she doesn't have stereo sound like most dogs do. She can hear us. She just can't tell where we are. She's just looking everywhere. That's what she, that's what she does. If I call her name, she's like, hi, she's got to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> got to find her. Yeah. How old is Portia now? She is, uh, she'll, she was born on December 31st. So she's almost a year. Almost, almost one year. Yeah. And when did you start training with her? Well, I'll be really honest with you. I used a, a, a like a chain store trainer for four lessons and mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was too distracting to Portia. So we started as almost as soon as we got her and it, she just couldn't do it. It was too, it was too much for her to be in a store. And I looked and looked. And when I found you guys, I was like, Oh, private lessons, not with crazy, you know, with all kinds of things going on. And so I don't, did I start training her? 
where's Maddie? Should know. 12 weeks ago, probably. Yeah. And Maddie was a trainer, right? Maddie is our trainer. Yeah. Yes. And we, I love her. I love her. She has given me confidence (laughs) to, to get through this puppy. Yeah. Awesome. So you started out trying, it was a group setting when you started. It was an individual training, but it was in a store. So there was people coming and going and there were lizards and there were cats and there were, you know, she just couldn't, Portia couldn't focus and she couldn't tell where I was because she was so, you know, squirrel, 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 squirrel. So it just didn't work out really well. And I thought, well, I'm just doomed. I, you know, and now I found you guys. Then I found Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times that's, that's why we don't do group puppy classes because it wasn't anyone's best idea. I don't think if you, you know, it's <laughs> putting a bunch of puppies in the same room and then also the store and stuff makes it hard. Yeah. Especially yeah. for a dog. I think with, with Porsche's ear and stuff like that, that would probably be like, wait, where is all this coming yeah. from? Sound so bouncing she- off of walls and shelves. And yeah, it was, yeah. it wasn't good. So I knew that that wasn't going to work. So we were really grateful for just Maddie and Porsche and me in a training room working yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were with just, a single trainer, but there was too much going on. Right. Right. It was just, yeah, it was a store. Cause yeah. at the beginning of training, we try to take away distractions as much as possible. Yeah. And, and that worked so much better for Portia. Good. Good. Did you ever have a moment like when you were, when you were in that situation where you thought, well, maybe this dog isn't, the training's not going to work with this dog. Oh, I did. I, I did completely. I thought I, I, and I, and I, we had thoughts of, maybe we can't keep her. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe a, a puppy is really, maybe we are too old for a puppy, <laughs> but no, it w- it's been, I'll get reclimped here in a minute. It's been really great. She's good. She's uh, I have to look around. Yep. She is laying on place right this very minute. <laughs> I don't guarantee that she'll stay there, but she's on it right now. <laughs> That's how to do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. There's so many, that's good for other people to hear because there's so many people that feel that way at some point, you know, maybe my dog is untrainable or unfixable. Yeah. And I I think I said to Maddie, well, I, I think she's just, she's one of those dogs that just doesn't care. Just like people who don't care, like, well, I'll do it if I want to. And I won't do it if I don't want to. And she still has a smidge of that in her, but like I can get her to go to place. Roger can't always get her to go to place, but I can. And I, we can get her to come back and she doesn't cross the street anymore. So she's obviously she's trainable. And as she gets older, I know she'll be, even more reactive to our commands. Yeah. Yeah. With consistency, it always gets better. Right. So how did you work with her handicaps with her ear and her jaw? Well, at first Maddie was trying to teach me just to do just the commands because I had learned hand commands with, with her other train. It was only four, 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 four lessons with the other trainer. And Maddie said, let's just work on voice commands and see if she can get them. But we have decided now that, you know, when she goes down, if 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 I can tell her down and she can see my hand in what I use for the down position, she knows what that is. And she'll go down most of the time. I just have to make sure she can see me. We were on a walk one day. She was not on the leash. We were working with the e-collar and um, she got behind a truck. I couldn't see her, but I knew she was back there. And I called her and called her and I hit the e-collar and she couldn't tell where I was. So she ran back up the street to like go around the corner and go home. And I stepped out into the other street where she could see me and she turned and then she came straight to me. She just didn't know where I was. She couldn't tell where I was. So I have to make sure she can see me. A lot of issues with 
hand commands is just that, that you have to be, be seen. And they're great in a lot of situations, right? But, um, and, and just tough in that situation so that yeah. she's going to, she's going to rely on her sight a lot more than right. other dogs. Um, and probably good that she was thinking about heading home. She's like, I don't yeah. I'm gonna go back to point a I, and just figure this out. My uh, owner is trying to talk to me. I need to find her. <laughs> right. And even when she's home out in this snow, just recently, she gets out in the yard and she's, she's shorter than the snow is tall and she bounds around and, but if she can't tell where I am, she'll go straight to the back door, which is where she's used to going. And I'll walk around the edge of the house. And there she is sitting like, where are you? Cause I'm right here. So uh-huh. she has learned, she is learning. She knows where home is. She, you know, and she knows that if she can't see me, that's where she should go. At least I think that's what she knows. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned an e-collar. So we use e-collars with dogs that are over five months old. Um, were there, was there any like nervousness about the tools when we brought that up? Tell us about it. Well, I'll start with the prong collar. Yeah. They look like torture tools, right? Yeah. You're going to put that medieval device on my little puppy. Are you (laughs) kidding me? I'm out of here. And I think actually, Jason, you had to come down and help Maddie measure that prong collar because she has so much fur. I remember that. Get it in. And so that was a concern for me. And then when Maddie brought out the e-collar, I was like, yeah, if I'm going to use an electrical shock device on my puppy. But they put it on my arm, right on the wrist where it's really tender skin. And she did really well. And we turned it down. And I, yeah. I want to marry the thing. I love it so much. It's, <laughs> it's, because that that she can feel. That she knows that I'm that there's something up and she has to obey. Yeah. So when you tried it on, you tried it on your wrist. Right? I did. They, yeah. Right here, just on the tender part of my wrist. And I was like, I'm like, ah, and then I, I actually don't think it was Maddie. I think it was when I came for the very first time. And she pushed it on my wrist. And I was like. Oh, I can, I can live with that. Yeah. A lot of people have felt like a different kind of usually, well, it's a shock collar and shock collars and e-collars are different. Right. I was glad to know that. Right. And a lot of times we don't realize that, that there's different kinds of electricity. And so absolutely. Right. Like you expect it. I always joke with people. I'm like, so right before they fill it, I'm like, so you've been tased before, right? They're like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) it's not that right it's it's totally different and 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 it it's such a great tool and i i just same with the prong collar right such a great tool that has been designed so well and it's just unfortunate that it looks the way it does right i want to be clear on the podcast that people know that we're talking about dogs that are older than five months old you don't want to use tools like that on a younger dog because they won't be ready for it I remember now, so I, I, I had forgotten that I came down there and w- w- working with you, be, with your dog, um, with the prong collar. That was the situation where you were warning me, right? Like, you were, she doesn't like to have her head touched. Yeah. 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 Of course, you kneel down to her, you talk to her gently and she goes, oh, I love him. He can do anything he wants. I'm like, never mind. It was one of those moments where I was, I was like, okay, well, she might try and nip at me. And then she was perfect. Right? Of course. And I remember you looking at me like, are you kidding me? Like this is like, here we go. Dog whisperer. It doesn't well, it doesn't always go that way, right? Right. But I guess you take the wins where you can get them. But right. yeah, so I, I appreciate you saying that. But a lot of people are nervous about those situations. And sometimes we get a pushback for that. And I feel bad because a lot of times it's an education thing more than anything. Um they're, what they're just haven't been taught. Right. right. And there, there's there's some tools like I, I don't think it's super people talk about the humanity of it or the humaneness. Is that even a word? Um, and they'll talk about how 
you know, that the, they'll say, well, I would never do that to, to my dog. And, and there's other things like, I, I mean, you could say, well, what's the humanity of having our dog stay stuck in a situation when right. we, we can help a dog through this. And it is a different feeling than what, whenever anyone fills an e-collar, they always say, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Okay. Right. It's different. And it's worn by the ear and not, not on right on the neck, which I was also really happy to see is that it's worn, you know, closer underneath her ear. So it's not, you know, like shocking her vocal cords or her yeah. trachea. So. Well, and because it works with muscle, right? It tightens and loosens muscle. And uh, there's um, at most levels, a dog's not even going to, it's like an itch. In fact, when people are like, well, what about vibrate? Vibrate's usually more intense than what we're talking about here, right? So thank you for bringing that up. I want to marry it. <laughs> yeah, at what point did you start liking it? The the tools and seeing a difference. Well, with the prong collar, it was immediate because she's she was like, she's a mush dog is what it feels like. She's an Aussie, but she's a mush dog going she up the pulls, hill. Right? She pulls oh, she just pulls on air and my shoulder... And my elbow started to ache and I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to, and I'd pull her back and get her into position trying to do the best I can. And I, I'm using the word loose, loose. And she's like, ah, I don't know what that is. And I don't care. <laughs> and, but as soon as we put that prong collar on her, I could just do it. That kind of snap tug that I was trained to do. And uh, she's like, oh, well, okay. She's serious. And she would, she would stop pulling. And I, I, it was like a dang miracle. <laughs> I, I could go all the way up the hill and around the corner and you know come back. And I'm like, I, Roger would say, I call him Tuttle for so for real. Tuttle would say to me, "How did she do?" I'm like, "It was it was crazy. She did so well. She didn't pull on me at all." And my all of a sudden, my shoulder and my arm, my elbows feeling better. So I love that the e collar. I was really nervous about. Yeah. I was really nervous, even though I'd had it on my wrist. I was like, oh, I don't like shocking a dog. But she responded, and Maddie's like, just lower it as low as you can, where she still responds. And so we keep we keep it at a six or an eight, which is Ooh. like nothing. Yeah, I can't comprehend that level. But she, she responds immediately. And if she gets naughty, I hit the, the red button is, you know, is, it, is there that what pumps it up five, does yeah. it pumps up five. And then she's just like, ugh, and she'll come back and sit by a side and be like, okay, fine. Do you like how I, you know, anthropomorphize her? Yeah. yeah. She's speaking to me. Anyway, so. Not all day. It's all right. I was, I was like nervous about it, but it's really, I have her off leash all the time now. And we let her go forward a little bit. Maybe that's bad. I don't know. Don't you do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. She goes forward a little bit and sniffs around. We want her to be a dog and, and be, but she knows exactly where she is. And if I say come, she'll come right back to me and heal and we can walk. And I always have the e-collar in my pocket or in my hand. And because if she gets distracted, if Piper, the dog across the way is barking, I have to hit that e-collar and then she'll come back and go, okay, fine. I'm here. Gotcha. So I've, I've really learned to love it because she can be a little freer and I don't have to worry about tugging on her. Um, she doesn't tug anymore, but it's just easy to let her just play. And the neighbors are all like, Oh, Portia's here. I can't believe how well she's doing. I'm like, I know I'm just, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was Maddie. It was all Maddie. <laughs> you got to do something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I was nervous about him, but I, again, I told you, I love him. Yeah. You know, and it is, like I say, it's unfortunate that a prong collar looks the way it does, but it talks to a dog in a way a dog understands. And it's pretty awesome to see that change. And I love, I love to hear you talk about it. I love to hear you talk about that change and just like, it was like a miracle, right? And that's yes. so fun to see that process and realize that a lot of times we're just miscommunicating with our dogs. 
And so when we work with puppies, we work with a slip lead. And when we they get older, then we move to a prong collar, at least for a little bit. And uh, there's prong collar, there, there's prong collars that are bad, like that I don't like. And there's e-collars that are bad that I don't like. But if you find the right ones, then they can be really, you don't want low end things on that, right? Because we're, we're trying to teach our dog to communicate. And then as they get it, man, it changes life, doesn't it? It does. I She's ours. We, we wouldn't think of giving her away now. Would you, Tuttle, would you think of giving her away? No. He <laughs> no. said no. <laughs> get the full opinion here. Right. <laughs> well, and in a lot of ways, as we use these tools in the right ways, it really you're putting boundaries in, but ultimately, like you were talking about, it gives them more freedom because you can trust them, right? So you think of like a teenager or something that that you've given a lot of boundaries to, but now they've earned your trust um, and you can communicate well. So you can say, yeah, go out and do that and then come back to me, you know? Right. Um, and there's less of you tugging and pulling and fighting all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. She doesn't run across the street. We live on Center Street in Bountiful. It's pretty busy. And I'm always, she can't hear, so she doesn't, well, you know, so she doesn't know where the car is coming from. So I was just so afraid she'd run out and, and well, you get know. Hit, right, yeah. Yeah, get hit. And it would just be so terrible. And now she knows that she can stay in our yard and she waits. And if I tell her that it's okay to go, then she can go across and see, you know, the kids across the street. But yeah, it's it's been, it's so great. So great. That's awesome. So you told us a bit about your perspective shift with the tools, which is always a hurdle that that we address. Were there other perspective shifts you had through the training process? Maybe about ways you are there any ways you like looked at communication or what 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 paradigms perspective shifts did you experience? Well, the first biggest one was that she can't be trained. That it's not hopeless because I felt like it was, I felt like with her abilities and the capabilities that, that it wasn't going to happen if she couldn't, but now I, now I know oh, you can be trained. And when you're not doing what you should do, you are just being flat out naughty and she knows it and I know it. And so I, I give her, I have hope, you know, I actually, it's beyond hope. I, I know she does it because she do it. She does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like any kid, she's like, yeah, I'm going to test the boundaries again and see if she's really serious. Oh yeah, she's serious. And yeah. then she's back. Yeah. I, I just think that it's, you know, I, I have a sister, she's 10 years older than I am and she didn't like Portia. And I wanted, uh, one of the goals, you know, when you said, what are the, one of the, some of the things you wanted in the book, you know, yeah. one of the things is I want Sandy to love Portia because Portia needs to be Sandy's older. So she can't jump on her and she needs to, you know, be able to, commander and do what she wants and i think that porsche's getting there where sandy's like oh, i do love her uh -huh. that was success for me total success <laughs> yeah i i love that my both of my parents and this i don't talk about this a lot but both of my parents aren't dog people i didn't grow up having dogs and um i love that we can take our dog to their place and i'll find my dad you know, sometimes he'll, he'll be sitting on his chair and the dog is right there and he's, he's called the dog up, right? He, oh. he loves our dog when he's just not a dog person and he doesn't want dogs at his house, but he's like, no, your, your dog's good. You know? And they'll say, don't tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we a dog in here. We don't want the word to get out. Right. Well, and Sandy's a dog person. She loves dogs. She just doesn't love a naughty dog. 
and one that she has to worry about whether or not she's, you know, solid enough that if she jumps up, she's not going to knock her down and, and she doesn't have to worry about that so much anymore. So yeah, that's a good. dog person who now loves my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and to us relationships matter so much. So we are glad that it's working better for your family. So right. Talk to us about how the training process, you've already said some of this, but if there's anything else you want to add about um, how the training process has made your life easier. When I call the dog, she comes. I'm not constantly uptight that she's going to run out into the street and be killed or disappear. You know, she wants to go straight up center street and I might never find her again. So, so just that, that concern always about what, what is a puppy doing, but we can put her in the kennel if she's, you know, so she's getting in the way. And because Roger just had knee replacement on Monday, I can say, you know, go to your place and she'll be there. And I don't have to worry about whether Roger's going to trip over her. And she's dark. She's black. Little brown tips that are just so cute. But, you know, (laughs) she can't be seen really well. And so it's good that she will go to her place and most of the time stay there. And, you know, just being able to know that she'll come and letting her be free in our yard and still being able to get her back. And if another dog is around, we just I just had that last training where we had all the other dogs. And I was, I was a wreck. I'm like, oh, I don't know what she's going to do, but she does. Re- she did fairly well. And Maddie helped me through a little bit of my own anxiety um, with it. And now Portia, we were, another dog was walking down the street the other day and two of them. And I just told Portia sit and she sat right down and we watched the other two dogs walk up the street. And then I said, heel. And off we went. And I was like, Oh my word. I'm so happy. I can cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to actually put a value on that peace of mind, isn't it? Like there's, where it's just like day in and day out to be able to say, this is how we live. And that's what right. I, I love functional training. I like to, I like training. That's like, okay, this is how it, it makes 90% of life easier. Instead of a lot of times we do training and it works for 10% of life. But when we're home, we want that calm and we want that peace of mind. And it it's hard to quantify, but it's beautiful. Yeah. In, in one of your very first videos, it may have even been your first, you, you said something about, I have this vision of a dog Christmas morning and a dog laying right there by the tree and just calm. And it's just so beautiful to have this dog and our family all doing Christmas morning. And I thought I love just having her. I work at home and she has, she has a place away from me, but she also has a place right by me and she'll just come lay on place right by me. And I'm just working and I'm on the phone and talking and everything. And she just lays there and I'm like, Oh, is this domestic tranquility or what? You know, (laughs) it's right here. I love it. I do love that. Dream life, right? That's the yeah, question. Did you be- did you believe that when you heard it? No. The video? <laughs> no. Like, okay, that's a lovely thought. And I, you know, that would be a nice thing to have, but not with her. She's just, you know, she's just a little too crazy. But she's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Pants on fire. <laughs> I get this, I get this sidelong glance sometimes from people when I talk about things like that or uh, we had a one person come and they like, we've been to five other trainers and can you help us? Like, yeah, we'll help you. And they're like, but can you really like, right. Mm-hmm. You're so confident. I'm a little nervous about this. Right. And that's, it just, the quality of life thing's huge. Like we talked about, we love people. Like we want people to have that quality of life. The things right. that you're saying, it filled my heart. I love it. I love to hear things like that because that, and they're not robots. They're not perfect. Right. But no. we want to have that peace of mind and be able to have an awesome experience with these amazing animals. 
I have a good friend that is constantly chasing her dog, like just problems with her dog. Every time we talk, it's she's having some more issues with her dog. She's your friend. You haven't talked her into training. <laughs> give her my give, give her my phone. Give her my phone number. <laughs> I don't on with your story. Sorry. <laughs> she knows we're dog trainers. Um, and so I just listen to her about it, you know, and then she'll say, I should do training, but uh, I just don't have time. And in my head, I'm like, how much time are you spending chasing your dog around the neighborhood or whatever? Right. right. Um, and it's totally fine, whatever they want to do. Um, but I want to hear your perspective of, because training does take time and effort and there's that investment in there. Um, but we hope that after training, you're like worth it. Right. So was there a point in your efforts that you were like, I'm starting to see why this is worth it? Yeah, I think it was weight. So we walk and some of the roads we walk on are fairly busy. And so when Maddie taught me how to do weight, I was like, yeah, I I don't know if the person will do this. And and we get up to the top of Center Street and I we are to come to a corner and I tell her to wait. And she sits down beside me and waits until I can walk around in front and tell her, okay. I was like, oh my word, this, this, this stuff works. It's worth whatever time and whatever effort it takes. And did I put in as much as I should have? Probably not. And sweet Maddie was just so good with me. She's like, you'll get it. It'll be okay. You'll get it. Uh-huh. But it was so great. And when we were doing heels, she taught me the step back. And it was so hard for me to kind of bring Portia around and step back. I couldn't get that. And, and, but when she does it now and she circles around and goes on heel, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And yeah. I get really, I get really like puffed up chest. Like oh, my dog can wait. My dog can heal. <laughs> not even a year yet. And she's doing all this stuff. So I don't know what you're doing with your dog, but mine good. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. That's exactly just what go I'm off every right once in a while. Right. Yeah. Like, and the neighbors are like, wow, she's so she's so different than when we used to see you walking all summer long, you know, with this, this mush dog pulling me. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. It was Maddie really, but it was me too. <laughs> it was you. It was you too. That's awesome. What would you tell somebody that is maybe in Lorelai's friend situation here, or it's like, I don't have time right now. Or, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, Training's not the thing for me. What do you, what do you tell people when you talk? Keep, with- you're out of the game. No, they got to do it. You have to do it. Portia knows what I want. She'll do it. She understands. And she's not always just, you know, she was so um, crazy when we first got her. And she would just be everywhere. I think Maddie calls it the zoomies. And we still do when she comes in the house and circles around the kitchen in the family room like this. And mm-hmm. I always got the zoomies. Something's going on. Um <laughs> But I would say you got to do it. You got to let her know how to live a good life and and that she can live a good life and be calm. And I love to watch that anxiety level come down when she, you know, the breathing changes and the sigh happens and the tired eyes and all of those. And I watch her just lay down on her place. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that now. I get why she's doing that. And I get when she has the zoomies that we need to calm her down a little bit. Yeah. So, no, I would say it's money. Yeah. It's money. It's time. time. Yeah, it's time. It's going to take a while. It doesn't happen, you know, in the first day. Yeah, it's going to take some, it's going to take some time. So just back off, let it happen, but do it. If you don't do it, 
you won't know what you're missing until until you do it and then you go wow what took me so long yeah yeah why have i been living like this for however long? right exactly your friends should should be doing it (laughs) you should be doing it yeah that's what i would say we would say it too (laughs) yeah it does take some work was there a moment in your training that you're like this is hard do you remember a hard moment I don't know if I can say this out loud because my husband's sitting right there. He's a bootlegger. He's a total bootlegger. He wants the puppy to love him. He wants Portia to love him. And so the commands are, he's like, oh, I get it. And he'll try him for a while. But, you know, when he says place, he goes, place, Portia. You know, I'm making fun of him right now. But, you know, (laughs) that was the hardest part. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's yeah, stuck right there. Um, that was the hardest part was getting him to say, okay, this is what we need to do. And and we need, to, and I know you don't love the e-collar idea. And I know you don't love the prong collar idea, but look at the difference. And when he was walking with me this summer, he's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's totally, it's totally different. But well, yeah. what a lot of times people don't understand is it's not forever, right? Those tools are right. not forever. It's, and a lot of people love them so much that sometimes it's like, I'll, I'll always use them on a walk, things like that. But it, it's, it's a set up the long term. Right. Right. Because ultimately we want less management. That's the goal. We don't want to have to manage, manage, manage. And again, like I say, they're not robots, but we want to have them do as much as possible on their own and be able to grant that freedom that we're looking for. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've got enough to manage in my life. Managing a dog. <laughs> 24 seven is, is not what I want to do. And I don't have to do it now. I don't have to. She gets it. Yeah. Now it's like less I said, time for you. And yeah, definitely. right. It's just like raising kids. You set the boundaries and when they know the boundaries, what they are, then, you know, they, they start to get it. And Portia's the same way. I just see that is, is raising kids. I used to teach two parenting classes and I really see Portia as just, Oh, I just had to set the boundaries. I had to just teach her what she was supposed to do. And she went, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you you get to an adolescent stage and they're going to test the boundary more to see if you are really sincere about it, if they can trust you or if they have to kind of go off on their own. Yeah. Right. And so dogs do the same thing. They're going to test that boundary. You know, a lot of times it happens right at like seven months and it happens at uh, a year and a half and two years. Yeah, it's, it will come. And the, the cool thing is, is now that you have the skills that you have, you can go, you'll, you'll just say, you know what, let's back up and let's put the tools back on and you'll do it for like a week and you'll slide right through it and then you'll be good. Okay. Maybe even a day. Maybe even a day. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, anyway, they, they test those boundaries and they want to say, okay, maybe I, I can't trust them. And by saying, no, we, we this is our boundary. This is what we follow. Then they'll say, okay. And then know they can trust you. And they'll know how to have a good life. And that's what we what we want in the long run. Yeah. yeah. About that. We so want her to live long and happy with us. And for us to be long and happy with her. That's awesome. Yeah. And tell Roger, thank you for uh not hitting you with something. Because <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Yeah. that is very common, right? That the hard part is not just training the dog, but the whole family dynamic and everybody being on the same page. And we go into that in the program quite a bit, right? Like yeah, how to, how to communicate and make it a good situation for your whole family. Right. It's not really dog training. It's really Lisa training. 
Of course, you get some benefit from it, but I, I, I always told Maddie, okay, it's time for Lisa's training. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we love people, so that works well for us. Good. <laughs> well, Lisa, you've been awesome. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation? No, I think I've, I think I've said it all. I, I do just, I could gush about Cornerstone. I really could, just because it's changed our lives so much and changed Porsche's life. She's safer. She's happier. I'm, I'm not as concerned. So I thank you. I thank you for knowing what you're doing and allowing me to know what you know as well. You're so sweet. You're going to make me cry. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm clamped. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much. And we love, we love you. We love your dog. And we're just excited for the future. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Don't be a stranger. No, I won't be. <laughs> thank okay. You. Thank you so much. Bye.